Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Betsy, are you ready? I am always ready. I am going to throw some facts at you, but not just any facts. Facts about our podcast. What? Do I have to guess these facts, or are you just going to throw them at me? I'm just going to throw them at you. Excellent. I've got my catcher's mitt on. Hit me. Okay. So we have done 71 classics, Mm. 35 Mm non-classics. So I feel like it's a little uneven right now. That's a tad uneven, though I would feel like that is a pretty fair representation of classic picture books in general. I'd say that around, you know, three-fourths of them are deserving and a fourth of them aren't. Okay. That's just me. The lowest rating book we've done is Berenstain Bears and the Bully. So funny that that was the lowest rating one. But this is good. <laughs> this is good. You're, you're catching up people who have come to our podcast late with yeah. previous information. I yeah. like it. And then the highest rating one was Hungry Caterpillar. As is right. Yep. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep. And we just went over 700 followers on Instagram. Yay! Yeah. Hello, 700 people. We should have done it earlier. I mean, we should have done it from the beginning. But Instagram from the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, we totally should have, considering what a visible, visual... Yeah, yeah well, what you gonna do? Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, uh, who are we? What do we do? Oh, I am Kate. Yes. You are Betsy. Yes. We talk children's books. These facts are just fascinating. <laughs> Keep going. And... We determine if they're classics. Correct. Or if they're crap. Right. And then we rate them. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about random things. Nice. <laughs> that was succinct and to the point and quite swift, I, I must say. I try. Very good. And I think in the last episode, you also challenged me to come up with a potential maybe not a classic. Now, for all I know, today's book, you're going to take one look at it and you're going to be like, I love it. I want to read it to my children and my children's children and my children's children's children if I live that long. Maybe. <laughs> But I wanted to look for something that potentially would not be good. And so, you know what kind of type of picture book you can kind of rely on to get mixed opinions on? Um, fuzzy, dovey, like... Heart warmers! Yeah. You are so good! You're getting good at this! Uh, because the first thing I thought of was love you forever. Exactly. And I was like... <laughs> yes! Heart warmers. It's, uh, they're a real touch-and-go group. They're real subjective. Now, uh, this particular book is often given out on the first day of school. And it's a little late for the first day of school, but we are still technically in the fall. I refuse to believe that it's going to snow this week, which is what they're saying it's going to do. I'm saying nine. Nine, (laughs) says I. So if it's still the fall, then school started not that long ago. By gum, we're doing it. I'm pulling it out now. (laughs) Okay. The Kissing Hand by Audrey Penn. Illustrated by Oh, Ruthie Harper and Nancy M. Leak. They do like their middle initials, don't they? They sure do. Apparently there's tons of Ruth Harpers and Nancy Leaks out there, and they just had to distinguish them in some way. So Yup. So uh there you go. You ever heard of the Kissing Hand? Nope. Yeah. But they got some don't... trash pandas on the front, so this should be fun. <laughs> oh, boy. We are off to a great start. 
read those trash pandas. Okay, okay. While Kate does her read, let's talk about a mystery associated with this book. It's not really a mystery. It's a mystery to me because I was a little too lazy to actually go down and find out more information about this. So this was coming to me via the website uh, of this book. Uh, you know, the publisher, Tangle Wood Press, had uh, created this website. And on it, they have author and illustrator information. The author, of course, Audrey Penn. The illustrator, Ruth E. Harper. Now, this is what's so strange. Nancy M. Leake is mentioned on the cover and the title page and the back uh, flap of the book with the information about the people, but she is not mentioned on the website. On the website, it says that the only illustrator is Harper and that Harper, Ruth Harper, was born in England and is a descendant of Sir Christopher Wren, which just delights me. That random little fact. If I was a descendant of Christopher Wren, yeah, I would put it on all my autobiographical information all the time. And when people met me, I would say, hello, I'm the great, 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 great granddaughter of Christopher Wren. And then I would be that much more interesting. So that's my fun fact. Hello. 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 Betsy. Mm-hmm. I just got the feels. You do you know? Do you know? I just feel all warm and fuzzy and cozy and meek, 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 That's trash pandas for you. <laughs> Coziest critters in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you just want to pick them up and... Nuzzle them? Yeah. Our little tummies? Just put your face in there. <laughs> <laughs> Said no one ever. Yeah, that's true. Um, I thought it was interesting that the foreword mentions the word classic twice in one sentence. Oh, read me that sentence. Okay, so it says, Its gentle text and vibrant illustrations reminded me of the classic children's books I enjoyed with my own children and left me with the warm, wonderful feeling that is the test of a true children's classic. <laughs> she... Who wrote this foreword in this um, book? Jean Kennedy Smith, the founder and program chairperson of Very Special Arts in Washington, D.C. Okay. Yeah, I, I almost feel like they're trying to make you just think of it as a classic. If we just say it the, enough times in the, the word foreword, classic enough. Yeah, eventually it just gets to like the sentence where it's just like, this classic classic, classic, <laughs> up the classic classicness. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> In a word. Classic. classic. Yeah. I actually really like the illustrations. Oh, interesting. Like, because look at this sad raccoon. He looks super sad. So he's supposed to be sad. Right. It's not like this is like, well, it, it was the happiest day of Chester's life. Yeah, so and he looks like he's about to die. is Chester raccoon stood at the end of the forest and cried. I mean, <laughs> exactly. That's a, that's a nice way to start a story. Just well, and he's, not wearing, he's not wearing little pants or anything. He looks like a... It's actual like raccoon. baby raccoon. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what I kind of like is because most of the illustrations are pretty yes. realistic. Mm -hmm. Except he's crying. He's crying, Sad little trash panda. Oh. And then he's crying because he's scared to go to school and he would rather stay home and be with his friends. At which point his mom's like, you know, sometimes we all have to do things we don't want to do, even if they seem strange and scary at first, but you will learn to, or you will love school once you start. Below that paragraph is a picture of the squirrel, <laughs> not the raccoons, but the squirrel going, 
Did I leave the gas on? Did I leave the gas on? Oh no! Wait, I'm a squirrel. <laughs> Do you know that I heard that squirrels can turn their hand, their leg, their feet completely like backwards so that they can go up and down trees easier? That's really creepy. They have like exorcism. They have exorcism feet. They have exorcism Ex- ankles. Feet. They have exorcism ankles. I suppose technically. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact of the day. So the mom is, like, trying to comfort her kid. Like, you're going to make new friends, play with new toys, and read new books. But the illustration of the books that this kid is going to read, one is called Friends. Okay. I was going to say, so life, no one told you life was going to be this way. Life was going to be this way. There you go. Okay, very good. All right. And then the other book is Woods Babies. Wood, wait, Woods, like Mr. Wood had some babies? Woods babies. Babies of the woods? Woods babies. Woods babies. <laughs> Whose babies? Woods babies. You know that classic children's book uh, that oh, you read, read in school? Oh, I've read it many times. Every kid has to read Woods babies. Woods babies. <laughs> and friends. And friends. <laughs> woods babies and friends. No wonder he doesn't want to go to school. Yeah, the, no, I wouldn't want to read Woods the, babies and friends either. The books are so lame. Lame. Anyway, so... The mother's like... Don't. Was he friends with a skunk in that picture of, like, you'll make new friends and he's next yeah. to a skunk? Okay, again, not well, alluring. Well, no, what's creepy is that she says, I know a wonderful secret that will make your nights at school seem as warm and cozy as your days at home. And it's him putting his back on a skunk. And you're like, what's the secret here? Wait, oh, I guess <laughs> raccoons come out at night, so school would be right. at night. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm all caught up. I'm caught up. I can catch up with this picture book. But I'm just wondering what the secret is between the raccoon yeah. and the skunk here. Anyway, I don't, I don't so... Know. The mom is like, yeah, I've got this secret. It's called the kissing hand. And the baby Chester is like, what's that? He's so little. So she's like, oh, I'll show you. And she spreads out, like she takes his hand, spreads out his fingers, and then kisses the middle of his palm. Mm -hmm. At which point I'm like, do raccoons have lips? I mean, I guess they do. But they, they do have palms. I mean, they must have lips, but they must be really, really small lips. Yeah, like, like a, a cat's nose. lip. The cats don't really have, like, you can't see your cat going like, right. Yeah. It's so, they're like, I don't know. And also, this is disgusting. Wait, what? Okay, first of all, we already know, like, kids in general have gross hands. Oh, sure, they do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, now imagine that kid is a raccoon. Right. (laughs) And now the disgusting factor has upped tenfold. I don't know, raccoons wash their hands, right? They yeah, constantly, they're like, also crawling garbage. But, exactly. Yeah, and like crawling around on the ground. Yeah. And now you're going to put your lips. I, oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Just gagging a little bit. Okay. It's so gross. This, the sweet aspects of this seem to be meanwhile, washing right over your head there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, you know, the kid's looking at his hand with where his mom just kissed it. And it's like, oh, this is great. I'll take this kiss with me wherever I go. The possum is looking at this like... Um, did you, I, you've got to be kidding me. This, possum. Did that just, you've got to be kidding me. I would, I would say that was a querulous possum. Or is it feeling querulous? I never can remember. I don't know, but it's I a just possum, like, Betsy. It's a, okay, it is a possum. a possum. Oh, I know what a possum is. We're not going to go with the whole Medusa jellyfish route, okay? It's a freaking possum. No, and the possum looks like a possum. Every animal in this book looks like the animal it's supposed to be. That's very true. <laughs> High praise from Betsy Bird. <laughs> raccoon look like a raccoon. <laughs> possum look like a possum. So the kid's so happy that he has his hand that's been kissed, I guess, and... <laughs> It's just <laughs> that's the pull quote, you know. If we ever had like on this episode of Fusing Gate, 
Yeah, so the kid has his hand, which I guess has been kissed. Like, that would be the quote I would I mean, take I guess from the he's happy episode. his hand's been kissed because he's, like, frolicking and having daydreams. Well, there's little him. hearts. Yeah, That's he, how you know he's happy. Yeah, he's looking at his hand like he's never seen it before. It's like... Because it's a new hand. There's hearts. Yeah. Yeah. And now he gets to go to night school and he says to his mom, Give me your hand. And he takes oh, her hand sorry, and he yeah. kisses it. And I was like, and now you have a kissing hand, too. And then he goes off and runs into his night school, which is in a tree. But I like how Mama is doing the I love you sign. Oh, yeah, with... look at that. She got a little American Sign Language I love you there. Yeah, which yeah. I was like, okay, I mean, it's American Sign Language for raccoons, but... Sure. So one thing I, I do appreciate about this book is that, you know, sometimes we get these books, like Beatrix Pot, for example, and they have all these animals, but the animals are British, so, like, squirrels are red squirrels, and, and they, they don't really... They're not... They're not fully American, Kate. They're not American animals. I want an every, American raccoon. I want American I want raccoon. An American fox. When there's a robin, I want an American robin. I want yeah, a little weird round version they have over there. They call a robin, but it ain't a robin. Okay, so what's your point? That's it. My point is that the all the animals in this book are very American, and so American sign language would make sense. Right. Do they have raccoons in England? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. They could I doubt have, it. They could have done without it on the very last page, though, because she's, it's clear, it's, she's oh, doing yeah. the sign language, and just it give says, you missed I it there. love you, and I'm like, you can just not have that page, and that'd be great. Or just don't use the words, I love you. But I like at the very end that, you know, like, all the animals are in the tree, and they're getting ready for school, and their first day or whatever, except for this poor little deer at the bottom, <laughs> who's like, I can't hear what you say. <laughs> Climb a tree, dear. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Are are your hooves cloven? No, not happening. I'm just. I just want to say, I hugely admire the illustration of the owl. That's a really good owl. Yeah. Two thumbs up on the well illustrated owl. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was that was it. That was it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it actually has a really good origin story. Okay. And not all picture books do. Here we go. Uh, on a train ride to Wheaton, Maryland, Penn, the art, you know, the author, witnessed a ritual in which a mother raccoon placed its nose on a baby raccoon's paw. See, there we go. No lips were involved uh. in this. It was a nose on the paw. And then the baby raccoon placed its paw on its own face. And the park ranger said the purpose of the ritual is to transfer scent from the mother to the baby so that the baby could recall the mother's scent by bringing its paw to its face. Anyway, Penn uh, said she started a similar ritual with her daughter, kissing her hand and telling her that whenever she was homesick, she could put her hand toward her face, and the book was based on the ritual that she saw with the actual raccoons. Ah. Makes sense. That's science. But you know where that information would be very useful? In the back of the book, and then you could have, like, science information, actual science information in the back of the book. Yeah. Which, in this day and age, had the book been made now and not in 1993, uh, I think they would actually have done. Hmm. Or in the updated version, because that is an updated version that you have right there, and they did not put it in the updated version. Yeah, take out the forward that says classic, 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 classic. Yeah, I would agree. Take and out that. Science, 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 science. Right. Now, uh, how do you think? How do you think this whole book was received when it came out? Oh, I'm sure it was well adored and loved. School Library Journal loathed it. Really? <laughs> they considered it. Well, okay, first of all, I should say it was published by the Child Welfare League of America initially. And School Library Journal considered it marketing. 
for the Child Welfare League of America with a didactic story and low-quality illustrations. I like the illustrations. I like some of them. I like them, too. You like the owl? I like the owl a lot. No, I like the art. Uh, you know, I, but I'm confused because there's two illustrators and I don't know what their role was. I feel like that owl is very different from, say, the raccoon on the very first page. Yeah, maybe. Like, the quality seems very different. One seems kind of sketchy, and, and the other one seems a little more precise. I mean, look at that owl. Look at the meticulous nature in which its little feathers are outlined in pen. <laughs> and then look at the raccoons, which are fuzzy. So after September 11th, there, there was a right-hand turn. Yeah. So after September 11th, uh, the American Library Association recommended this book. Not entirely certain why, but they did. So in 2004, the United States Army purchased 14,000 copies of it for soldiers stationed abroad to read on video and transmit that video to their families at home. Wait, of course, did you say it was just the Army? Yeah, just the Army. So not the Navy, the Marines, the Air Force. Well, they weren't stationed in... I have no idea. Maybe. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is weird. They only went, just Army. Mm. The Navy was free to purchase it for their people if they wanted to, but they didn't. Marines? Well, yeah. yeah. Maybe they, they didn't was... do it. Yeah, okay. But what it's really, I mean, the reason that people consider it a classic is because it's beloved of kindergarten teachers. Mm. Kindergarten teachers are well, right. the Right, you're dealing with kids who are going to school for the very first time. So yes. That makes Though, sense. I have a coworker who was a kindergarten teacher for like, I think she said something more like 20 years. And uh, she's now a children's librarian in my library. And she said, oh yeah, I use this book all the time. But the reason she used the book wasn't for the kids. It was for the parents. But parents are the ones who just go really emotionally wacky with their, when their kids go to kindergarten for the first time. Especially if it's their first one. Did you? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm dead inside. So, oh, okay. you know, that's that's why. That's no. just me. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I mean, I was, I was very touched, but... Uh, you know, sending your, you know, yeah, no, no, I was, I was, but I didn't need a, I didn't need the book, I would say. Um, and that's not a brag, that's just, never would have occurred to me. Right. <laughs> and she was fine, because she'd been doing preschool for years, so it wasn't exactly a huge, like, oh, no, it was like, oh, a slightly different location from what I usually do. Yeah, right. which was fine. Um, not the case for many children. Some children, that's the first time they're ever away from home, from mom, or dad, or babysitter, or what have you, so. All right, Kate? Yeah. Guess where it came in on the top 100 picture books poll? Ooh, 89. Uh, it was higher than that. If by higher, I mean closer to 100. Oh, so 99. Lower. Uh, no, it was above that. Uh, I don't know. Just tell me. 95. Oh, okay. So it, it just barely, it just barely got on there. Okay. Uh, a fact that I forgot until I went to the Wikipedia page for this book, and it said, oh, School Library Journal ranked it as number 95 on the top 100 picture book poll. And I'm like, that's me! Again, Betsy. I know, we'll get to it. It's complicated as a whole thing. <laughs> we'll do it. Uh, on the, so the publisher is Tanglewood. Very small press, but they don't have to do anything else their entire life because they did this book. Yay! So on the Tanglewood website, they compiled in, uh, this information into a book that they, is called Letters to Chester... 25 Years of the Kissing Hand. It actually came out as a book in 2018. Uh, though you can read the entire text online if you want to, which is nice of them. Technically, and it it's is... not a hand, it's a paw, right? The kissing paw does not sound good. <laughs> it sounds like the monkey's paw. Right. Yeah. Which is And then I disgusting. opened the box and there was a raccoon's paw uh, and you can make a wish on it. But it is I a... wish that kindergarten wasn't so scary. Yeah. Okay. 
anyway. have a whole alternate version of this. <laughs> now, that's a children's book made horrific. I was going to say. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can read stories, quote, of people whose lives were changed because of this book, unquote, which is a rather grand statement to make, mm-hmm. I would say. A big. It had lots of sequels. Oh. Multiple sequels. Here are the titles of the sequels to this book. A Pocket Full of Kisses. A Kiss Goodbye. Chester Raccoon and the Big Bad Bully. Took kind of a right hand. Yeah, I was waiting for the kiss. <laughs> it was like, wait a minute. Bad kiss. <laughs> Chester Raccoon and the Acorn Full of Memories. Uh... A bedtime kiss for Chester Raccoon. I bet they were feeling bad they didn't think of doing that one earlier. Mm-hmm. When they were like, shoot, why did we do Bully before we did Bedtime Kiss? And finally, Chester Raccoon and the Almost Perfect Sleepover. I do appreciate the almost in there. Right. Yeah. Uh, finally... There are many, 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 many cookie recipes where you can make a cookie kissing hand. Now, do you see the potential problem with this? (laughs) Besides eating a raccoon's paw. Oh, that's so gross. Well, think about it. If if the inside is a red heart Uh and it looks like a hand, it looks like a stigmata. Oh. Or or just a bloody hand, which means it could do very well. (laughs) Because Halloween happens not long after the first day of school, so who wants bloody hands? Oh, that's awkward. But then I saw a cookie recipe that was smart and didn't try to make a big red bloody heart in the middle. It put Hershey's Kisses. Because it's a kiss. Oh, that Uh, makes much more sense. And they looked yummier too, quite frankly, rather than the jammy weirdness of it all. still gross. (laughs) Oh, and there's like a cookie cutter that has like the heart like as a part of the cookie cutter oh, yeah, and that's no. just biblical at no, that point no i'm just thanks. like don't no 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 no, no. good thank you Ratings time. right you right. go first because i, feel okay, like okay. I always go first. look people i understand that there are books that have a use this has book has a use it's kindergarten you got a kid who's scared to go to school this might work with a kid like a certain kind of kid the whole kiss in the hand thing and now my your, your kiss is with mommy from mommy and, and you can go to school I totally get that. There are kids that need this book. But utilitarian use is not the same as quality. Um, For what it does, it does it well. But it doesn't do anything beyond that. And when we talk about classics, we never have really, like, established what the rules of what constitutes a classic is. But my own personal rules that I sort of go off of is... Is it good outside of whatever purpose it was made for? Is it, is, it, is it something bigger than itself? And the answer to the case is no. It is not bigger than itself. It does a perfectly decent job, so I'm giving it a perfectly decent three. That is a fine, it's a fine book, but it is not a classic. Okay, then. Sorry, that was a rant. No, a little bit. I got a little ranty there. <laughs> I think it's very sweet, but it does ram the lovey-dovey feels down your throat a bit. A little bit. Um, it's not as creepy as Love You Forever, but... Oh, no. No, no, no. It's not even in the same camp, I'd Yeah, say. but I don't think I'd declare this a classic. I think it has a nice message. Sure, yeah. Um, but I think it could have been maybe a little more subtle. Maybe I'll change mine to a 3.5. Because you, you reminded me of Love You Forever, and I hated that book so much. Right. I like the illustrations, especially the squirrel that was... Oh, I love the squirrel, if, if yeah. the gas was turned on. Yeah. And the possum, who's like... Oh. <laughs> oh, you've got to be kidding Maybe he's just me. saying, like, dude, dude, <laughs> dude. And then 
I don't know. I just think it's really gross to put your lips on someone else's palm, especially if you're a trash panda. So. <laughs> sun. I mean, it's her flesh and blood. You know? It's still gross. So <laughs> I gave it a 4.5. Okay. 4.5 to but, raccoon lips. Yeah. And then right. we did a 3.5. It is not a Not classic. a classic. So we have now upped our list there of we go. not classics see? up by one. All right. Well, see, I, I knew I had to do at least... At least one Thank that I you. thought had a chance. But for all I knew, you'd just be like, "Where's your voicey? I mean, you do voicey, voicey, They are cute. Yeah, I Look, like the baby raccoons but... are adorable. That's how they survive. But then, as soon as you put your lips on the hand, oh, why? Why'd you? Oh, and it's not a hand; it's a paw. Okay, yeah. I'm moving on. Again, kissing <laughs> paw, not appealing. All right, letters time. Yeah. Okay, letters time. We only have yeah, they're not really even letters; they're just sort of messages that we receive. But okay, I'm gonna that. count them. Uh, so the first one comes from Karen. Uh, Karen was, as she said, she was strolling through half price books, like you do. It's a good place. And she found two books that she calls gems. One, you have done already. Uh, but I nominate, she nominates the other one. The name of the other book was I Wish Daddy Didn't Drink So Much by Judith Vigna. And it shows a picture of a man, he's watching television with, I believe, a beer in his hand. Uh, the, the the chair that he, like, the back of the chair is facing us, and the kid, it's a, I think it's a girl, she's in the forefront, kind of, like, glancing back at him, perhaps in a slightly nervous way. Uh, Whoa. Yeah! It's, uh... I think she also saw The Lonely Doll, which we did do that one. Uh, yes. We did do that one, but if, if you're gonna have to pick, I, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I've never heard of I Wish Daddy Didn't Drink So Much, so not sure we can... No, she did do hashtag classic, which I like. <laughs> I did like that. I did like that. Uh, the only other thing we really got was Carrie sent me a picture of uh, her class's swimmy-inspired bulletin board. It was very oh, cool. It was also very red. And you know how little kids are with the paint, and they're just sort of like... Uh-huh. So it kind of looks like... That big fish came back when they weren't paying attention, <laughs> and this is the remains of whatever it was. But it was very cool, and I appreciated the picture. So thank you, Carrie. And we do get messages on Instagram. So and if you want to comment, please feel free. Oh yeah, feel free to comment. Our we, handle we like is uh, Fuse Number Eight Kate. That's correct. Well remembered, sir. Uh, grown up things we like. So well, I have well. Here's the thing. Halloween is apparently gone, but... Apparently. I mean, I did go to a Beetlejuice pop-up bar, which was interesting. That was really cool looking. Yeah, it was in theory. Oh. Uh, It was cool. It was Instagram cool. Exactly. Yeah. And we do have, um, well, we had these uh, projections of ghosts in our living room window, which was cool. But my grown-up thing is that we meant to buy tickets to go see Jojo Rabbit, accidentally oh. bought tickets for Black and Blue. What's Black and Blue? It's about a black female cop in New Orleans who d- witnesses on her body cam um, something, uh, a murder um, that the police just stood by and watched. And so now she has to, and now the police want to kill her. So, and... I haven't heard about this at all. It's Naomi Harris. Oh. So, British actress, yeah. but she plays an American. Very good, and so she has to choose between does she go with, you know, does she help the blue because she's a cop, you know, those are her people, Uh, or does she go with the black, her community, who have kind of shunned her since she became a cop. It's very action-packed. 
Um, it's, it, and it, your heart rate goes up, and I don't usually go for those type of movies, um, but it was definitely entertaining. Okay, well, if you see Jojo Rabbit, you, you do need to tell me how that was, but in the meantime, that's a really good grown-up thing that you saw. Yeah. Well done, madam. Uh, my grown-up thing is a new book that is out. It's called Fabulous Monsters, Dracula, Alice, Superman, and Other Literary Friends. Uh, it's by Alberto Manguel, mm-hmm. who has uh, a little asterisk there by his name, and it says, with illustrations by the author. <laughs> and there's a little picture of him sitting on a whole bunch of books in the, on the cover. And it's very nice. It has a very good YouTube video, strangely enough, book trailer video. And, uh, and it's got a blurb from Salman Rushdie on the back, so that's not bad if you can get a Salman Rushdie uh, <laughs> blurb. But yeah, it just goes through different characters in literature and his thoughts on them. Now, of course, because I am a children's librarian, I'm paying more attention to Little Red Riding Hood and Alice and, to a certain extent, Frankenstein's monster. But, uh, but I like his style. They're just these short little essays on each one in different ways that and just bringing up things that I haven't really necessarily thought of. And, and I love any new way of considering classic characters. So for me, this is, this is the perfect little tiny adult book, or at least the closest that I can get to an adult book that I read in my own spare time. So Fabulous Monsters by Alberto Manguel. Okay. Lovely. So now that we are in November, you're going to give me some, like, Thanksgiving books now, right? It's tricky, but not impossible. Doesn't have to be good. Have we ever done a Thanksgiving classic? I don't think we have, Every right? year you try, and you just give me books about food, I think. Well, yes! Possibly turkeys, but I guess I've never done with an actual turkey. This is a hard request, Kate. I will, I will do my research. I'll see what I can find. Okay. All right. I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime and our trash panda is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.